<laughs> oh, snappy boo boo boo. Hey guys. <laughs> Thanks for pressing play. I'm Seb. I'm A. And that's racist. <laughs> is what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, the title's pretty obvious. We're going to mm-hmm. be dealing with racism mm-hmm. and we're going to be touching on particular events that happen in Malaysia because. It is actually quite frequently talked about. Oh, yeah. Unlike environmentalism. Mm -hmm. But we feel like some people don't always understand what racism exactly is. Yeah. Although it is hard to put a definite definition. Definite Mm -hmm. definition. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah, like to pinpoint what it really is because it's just so deeply ingrained in society and as much as we are a multicultural nation we still have quite a fair bit of racism to work through so basically what we're gonna do today is kind of break it down simplify it mm-hmm. as best as we can yeah and because we are a multicultural nation mm-hmm. um, it's important to understand how we do harm each other not even potentially harm. We do harm each other yeah. on the basis of race. Yeah. Okay, so A, what is racism? Okay, so the thing is, racism can be defined in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, because it's pretty broad. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean it's impossible to define or understand, but I think people should know that there are a lot of angles you can come from it. Okay. But generally, and an explanation I have found... Um, that works pretty well Mm -hmm. and this is according to sociology i.e the study of societies and things that happen between people very nice is that (laughs) it's like a formula to remember okay racism equals race plus prejudice plus power okay so you need you kind of need these three key things for something to be racism so race which is obvious you know the differences in our race Mm -hmm. prejudice which is basically making judgment Mm -hmm. before you really get to know facts about somebody or a group. And then there's power, which I think is the most important thing and which is why I like this understanding the best Mm -hmm. because racism refers to a power imbalance between groups. Okay. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a problem Like if we weren't actually disadvantaging some people and advantaging some people and if we weren't allowing other people's lives to be worse for the sake of another to be better, Mm -hmm. then it wouldn't be a problem. Racism is a problem because there are negative consequences for people, right? Yeah. And I think a big part of this is that power imbalance. That's like the most basic understanding. Okay. That's pretty good. Like it breaks it down to, I mean, it it breaks it down really well. Pretty good equation. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what we found on the interwebs via Ecosia, as usual... (laughs) Um, (laughs) is that there are many types of racism. And if you were to separate it into the two biggest groups would be overt racism and covert racism. Mm -hmm. So basically, overt racism, it's well defined as intentional and or obvious harmful attitudes or behaviors towards another minority individual or group because of the color of his or her skin. So basically, like, again obvious stuff like you can blatantly see Mm -hmm. someone being racist while on the other hand covert racism is racial discrimination that is concealed or subtle 
rather than obvious or public. Mm. So I guess that kind of happens more like systemically. Yeah. So you don't actually see someone being like, you are dark-skinned and you're not getting this, like shouting it in your face, but it's just <laughs> a part of the system. Like in policies and law and stuff. Yes, exactly. So those are like the two biggest groups, if you will, if you had to like kind of break down racism yeah. into two types. And I would remind people that covert and overt racism like these phrases are usually used within academic writing mm. but i think for conversation's sake you can just use obvious and not obvious racism i mean that works yeah i mean it means the same thing yeah exactly basically. there's not much to read between the lines so <laughs> okay and we have also found an article that basically briefly explains the seven types of racism. Okay, this is not to get things twisted. Like, there's a lot of types of racism <laughs> yeah. out there. Like, so many. Yeah. But I guess these are the biggest, like, you know, the most prominent ones you can kind of categorize say, them by. Yeah, because like in any social science, again, it's hard to pinpoint or create formulas for, although we did mention a formula earlier. <laughs> it's not like maths where... There's only a singular objective truth yeah, that's for science true. where mm -hmm. there's a singular objective truth. It's people and human nature and this changes all the time and it comes in so many different forms. So the categories we're about to share is just one way one group of people decided to categorize it. And we like this idea because they sort a lot of types of racism into these big umbrella terms. So like these bigger categories. Mm -hmm. So it makes it easier to understand. Yeah, Okay, so the first one on the list is representational racism. So basically, it's how racial groups are represented within pop culture. Uh -huh. It encapsulates a whole range of racist ideas that imply inferiority and often stupidity and trustworthiness. Ooh. Basically, it's like how certain races are portrayed negatively in social media or like just mainstream media. Yeah, and as we know, it the most common race that gets associated with violence or, you know, negative ideas mm -hmm. are darker skin races. So yeah. in America, black people, you think a black man is a thug, but a white man is safe, although statistically... That's very questionable. <laughs> yeah, but dark is associated with danger. And in Malaysia, we have this stereotype like Indians are gangsters, mm -hmm. which is just wrong. Yeah. It's, a huge not stereotype. True. Yeah, so that is representational. It's not it. Because it, it quote-unquote represents the whole race. But it doesn't. Yeah, so that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And again, most obvious, or maybe not obvious, covert or mm -hmm. overt, I don't know. But you know that light skin actors and actresses are the ones who usually get chosen for a lot of media representation like in movies commercials mm -hmm. our music industry how many people mm -hmm. do you know are dark-skinned how many people are actually like popular yeah people? like how many popular artists right? yeah are darker-skinned or in beauty commercials yeah yeah i guess beauty commercials is a big one right mm -hmm. we literally have people still doing blackface to promote their foundations yeah okay so speaking of that i did kind uh -huh. of see that um well if you guys heard about it um an actress kind of did blackface 
But I mean, again, we're not here to like bash, send her hate or whatever. But well, she has since apologized, but that video is still kind of up. Anyway, we're not we're not here to talk about that. But her reasoning for doing that video with blackface was to kind of joke about how when girls do your eyeliner, like when you're trying to get them the same on both sides, uh-huh. like one ends up thicker. Like first you do your left eye and it looks fine. And then you do your right eye and it's a little bit thicker. So you try to do your left eye again and it goes back and forth, back and forth. And basically you end up with eyeliner on your whole face. Oh my God. Okay. That is such a bad attempt. Although yeah, I like it didn't have inventive. To be, yeah, I know. Like it didn't have to be your whole face though. Like it could have been like panda eyes type of thing. You know? I mean, whoever came up with that excuse, I almost want to take my hat off for you. But I mean, yeah, it like, was pretty. Yeah, I was just kind of <laughs> sitting was, there for a minute. And I was like, huh, could, could it be? No, I mean, nah, guys, if yeah. you've seen this video, she's coated her face black. It is not, you would not think eyeliner gone no, wrong. No, no, yeah, is, it wasn't like scribbles all over her face. It was like nope. full on, let me take a beauty blender and some and black smudge. paint. <laughs> And go ham. Yeah. I don't say go ham anymore. I feel kind of lame saying that now, but um, (laughs) yeah. And the thing is, just promoting a foundation. Like, and as we know, if you've ever tried to buy foundation in Malaysia from a local brand, we only have three shades available at all times. Yeah. And that's white, whiter, and whitest. (laughs) Essentially, nothing else. Yeah. And like, you can see all these like machis walking around with like faces white as snow. And like once they lift up their hands, it's a completely different color. Yeah, which is really sad. And yeah, um, we are definitely going to get into this topic on another episode one day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really unpack colorism in Malaysia yeah. and double standards. But for now, we're going to leave it at that since we've got a lot to go through. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is representational racism. Yes. Implying people are lesser because of their skin color and just leaving out other races mm-hmm. because of how they look. This is not cool. Looks aren't everything, bro. But anyway, moving on to the second type, which is ideological racism. So basically, it refers to worldviews, beliefs, and common sense ideas that are rooted in racial stereotypes and biases. Yeah, so I, this is better ex- understood through an example, and that mm-hmm. is, e.g., believing that white and light-skinned people are more intelligent than dark-skinned people and are therefore superior. Yeah. So very similar to representational racism but this doesn't refer to like media representation it's just Mm -hmm. the ideas you have in your head that lighter the lighter your skin the better you are yeah i don't know if anyone experienced this i mean you might relate to this but have you ever had if you went to a local school um and if you've ever had a white student attend your school everybody kind of not worshipping them, but being really excited and talking about how attractive they are, even if they're not necessarily attractive. But it was kind of clear it was because they were white. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like the new kid that like wasn't yeah. there from the start. And they don't even have to be like full white Caucasian Ooh, person. Kids. Yeah, if it's a mixed kid, it's... I'm so sorry. If they're a mixed kid, then <laughs> everyone's like, oh my god, have you seen him or her? So, have you seen so them? So beautiful. Yeah. I mean, no doubt some of these people are really beautiful but they are yeah where's the hype for like malay indians yeah if there was a dark-skinned malay indian girl and a malay white girl who do you think would get more attention mm-hmm. so yeah very related to colorism i mean mm-hmm. hard to separate that from any kind of racism really but some more like violent examples 
would be like i want to say for example you have a white professor and a black professor mm-hmm. but i don't know does that even exist i want to say like people will believe the white professor more than the black professor but i can't really think of a time where that happened Ooh, well i you know, speaking in relation to that i saw this video of this guy mm-hmm. who is half korean half white i think but he mm-hmm. lives in korea and he wanted to be a an English teacher there because there's like the whole epic program, like teaching English to Korean kids in Korea. And at his school, was it the headmistress or one of the higher ups in his school? Mm -hmm. She was like flat out racist to him because, I mean, being half Asian, of course he does look. Asian. Yeah. And basically she implied that he wasn't qualified to become an English teacher because he wasn't white. But he grew up in America and is... English mm-hmm. sounded completely fine, but just because... But you know, like people think because you're Asian, your English isn't good. Yeah. And it's like, damn. Like, who said so? What the hell? Like, I'm sorry, but some some people living in English-speaking countries can't differentiate oh, yes. your and your. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about. And there and, and there. Okay, don't, don't <laughs> come at me. I know the difference between... The two. <laughs> and some Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. My my sister's experience in university was that she basically just met a lot of local English people who couldn't get basic grammar right and they lived there all their lives. They mm-hmm. look white as white. As a sheet of paper. <laughs> and yeah, so the color of your skin doesn't mean you're more intelligent than others. No. Okay, uh, next up we have discursive racism, which basically means racism relating to verbal speech. And most obviously, this is racial slurs mm-hmm. and hate speech. Okay, I don't want to, obviously, I don't want to say any of these words. I guess you can so, just say like the N word. Okay, yeah, the N word is a really obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, especially on social media, you always have people educating others and reminding others why it is negative. And. In Malaysia, we also have a lot of words that aren't okay to use that people oh, yeah. still insist are fine, mm-hmm. but are not fine. So basically, a racial slur is using the cultural identity of another group mm-hmm. and equating that to something offensive and rude. Yeah. Yes. And we also have the example of, you know, Jakun is a, is a tribe somewhere. Let me just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it quick. is. Okay, so the Jakun people in Malaysia are an indigenous ethnic group Mm -hmm. in Malaysia. But Jakun for a long time has been used as a racial slur when, you know, somebody is behaving kind of barbarically. Yeah, or when they're like, they're experiencing like a cultural shock. And they're like, oh my god, this is a thing? And then people be like, oh my god, why are you so... Yeah, and obviously that's wrong because you're calling a group, you're equating a group of people to like barbaric acts or uneducated behavior. Mm-hmm. So you're basically saying that this group of people are by nature barbaric and uneducated. But that's wrong. Yeah. You are being barbaric and uneducated <laughs> yeah. by using racial slurs. Honestly speaking, I didn't even know that Jakun was 
a racial slur because Same. like it was I didn't even know what it was like I didn't know that it was in the name of a tribe and it was just thrown around so effortlessly that I just thought it was like another word like why are you it's like like country bumpkin maybe you know not yeah. like actually identifying a group of people mm-hmm. with their own culture and everything so I was and using shocked. it to call out your offensive friends yeah yeah I, I was well, taken aback what i think we can do is you know put up a list of racial slurs on our instagram so you know we refrain from actually saying them mm-hmm. yeah which is different from the n-word which people still don't understand is not okay because it was a term rooted and designed for violence mm-hmm. in a way jakun isn't yeah it was created by the white man who was oppressing the black man for mm-hmm. centuries i mean men and women my bad. Yeah. And these people use that to call out to all these slaves who were being treated less than human. Literally. Like I they think were treated f- as animals straight up. Even less so. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, trigger warning, violence and murder and cannibalism. But black people were not just whipped or chained. Um, they were burned. They were hung. They were eaten. They were put into zoos. Their women were raped and they were mutilated in hundreds of different ways. And the N-word was their identifier. This is so terrible. By these white people. In a way that no culture in our country will ever understand. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, don't use that word, just don't use that word. I don't know what's so hard. Yeah, like you could make a full sentence without that word. It's fine. You're not really... It's, it's not that integral to yeah. your, your daily conversations, okay? Yeah, so many of us are like bilingual citizens mm-hmm. living in Malaysia. You have, I don't know how many possible words in the English and Malay language. You can get around not using that word at all. Yeah, even Chinese and like Tamil, if you speak that too. Go ham, just not with that word. Okay, uh, next up we have interactional racism. Mm -hmm. And this refers to how we interact with each other. So this is most obvious in like hate crimes. So somebody being verbally or physically assaulted because of their race. Yes. And I think this is a great time to raise the issue of police brutality in Malaysia. Mm -hmm. So it's not just happening in the States, but right in front of our eyes, you guys. Yeah. And the thing is, you do hear them being raised in a way they haven't been in the past. But we have a lot more to do with talking about the abuse of power in our country. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have these stereotypes that exist that Indians are more violent or... They're thugs, which is not true. It just not, which does not speak for an entire population of people. Yeah, and you think that police brutality doesn't specifically target these people when the stereotype exists so heavily. Mm-hmm. Like you think racism doesn't exist. You think discrimination by those in power doesn't exist. Like you need to read some stats. You need to educate yourself. Yeah, and so do we. I mean, we don't know as much as we should. Mm-hmm. But again. That's why we wanted to do this podcast in the first place. So we could bring awareness to such things and educate each other along the way. Mm -hmm. So that's why we aren't going too in-depth, just in case, you know, we were to say the wrong things. But we are learning along the way. And that's why you guys are here with us. Yeah. All right. And the next one on the list is institutional racism. 
So basically, it encompasses ways that policies and laws are crafted and put into practice through society's institutions. So one example of that, it's, um, well, this is based in the United States, but I would As a lot of things yeah, are. Yeah, but I wouldn't go as <laughs> far to say as that it doesn't exist here in Malaysia. But um, one of the examples being um, this practice among real estate agents and mortgage lenders, not allowing people of color to own certain properties in certain neighborhoods, hence forcing them to accept less desirable mortgage rates. So they're really selective with who lives where and they kind of push certain races into living in less desirable neighborhoods. I have a very interesting example for that. So, I mean, this is again in America where mm-hmm. there's a lot more research and statistics being done on mm-hmm. these social aspect of things in a way that our country doesn't have so much. But did you know that neighborhoods that live closer to industrial areas, so neighborhoods that get exposed to more air pollution and chemicals tend to be people of color, black, Asian, indigenous Oh my god, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. That's so crazy. So institutional racism is a good example of, I would say, overt racism, mm. i.e. non-obvious racism. Isn't like, that covert? Covert racism, <laughs> i.e. not obvious racism. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. It just kind of seeps in. It's like it just creeps up on you. It's not like someone saying, you cannot live here and you have to live near places where you will have a higher chance of getting lung cancer. Yeah. It is actually a thing. I forgot the exact numbers, but people who live in those areas have multiple times higher of a chance of contracting respiratory diseases. Like That's crazy to think about. Like in this day and age, it's happening. I mean, it shouldn't happen at any time. Yeah. But but like now, still. With all our progress, yeah. We're not not there. Yeah. yeah, so institutional racism is basically when racism happens at such a huge level, it's really hard to pinpoint, but mm-hmm. not impossible at all to see how it is making some people live in conditions nobody deserves to live in based mm-hmm. on their race. Now, we do want to talk about Bumipucha rights, mm-hmm. but Seb and I were talking about how we don't feel equipped enough to address the topic fully yeah. Because we ourselves are not educated enough mm-hmm. to confidently hash it out. Justice. Yeah. So, you know, we will do it. I mean, it is our plan to address that because it is a really debated issue in our country and it matters mm-hmm. because it affects the lives of so many people. Yeah. But we're going to make sure we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Before we try and educate more people about the situation. All right, so moving on, we have structural racism next. It's basically ongoing historical and long-term reproduction of the racialized structure of our society. So basically, again, it's, I guess, stuff that has to do with the government, kinda, right? Yep, and also private businesses, education, schools, the radio, media. So basically, it's like a combination of everything we just talked about. Pen structure. It's like the building blocks and the foundations of a house. Mm -hmm. All the big important parts that make up a thing. It's like built into us. Yeah. That would be structural racism. It manifests itself um, in stratification, which basically it's the way people in society are sorted into hierarchy 
primarily based on wealth, but also based on education, gender, and race. Yeah, so stratification. We basically sort ourselves out in who's better and who's not in a bunch of weird and... Arbitrary, no, non-arbitrary standards, right? Yeah, it's like we basically think some people are better than others because they have more money or because they're whiter than others or because they're male. There are a lot of ways people can sort themselves out Mm -hmm. in terms of superiority, but those are the most common. Wealth, race, and gender. There's also sexuality. Oh, yeah. Which is on the rise in discussions of inequality Mm -hmm. in a way that hasn't been before. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so when you combine all these forms of racisms to get... Racisms? (laughs) When you combine all these forms together... What happens when you treat people differently on the basis of the color of their skin or their difference in culture, you end up with results like not being able to have the same educational opportunities as others, which will mean not getting into as high paying jobs as others, which means you'll be living in poorer conditions than others, which means you're more likely to have worse health or less opportunity to get help, Mm -hmm. which means your mental health and physical health will be in decline, which means you just have a lesser quality of life. And this is all because we treat people differently Mm -hmm. for how they look, not even whether they're a nice person or not. It's just for how they look. Yeah. And that's like, who started racism? Why why is racism? (laughs) Like who came up with that idea? Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess you guys can kind of figure out who we're not going <laughs> to say. We're not going to explicitly state. <laughs> but I'm sure you guys get the gist. So, uh, Yeah, and that just to like round off that point. So the last form is called systemic racism. And it's mm-hmm. very similar to structural. Um, but I think systemic racism is used to basically capture all forms of racism Mm -hmm. again very similar to structural i don't even know myself how they exactly differentiate themselves but yeah god knows when racism started why it manifests itself why we feel the need to be competitive like that like i don't want to say it's just in our nature to be biologically competitive i mean no we're really going to reduce ourselves to the status to the status of animals who can't think and use moral judgment yeah and like the thing is that a lot of religious people are racist and there's not one religion on this earth that says Mm. oh yes oppress the one that looks different (laughs) from you like no oh my god like every single religion encourages you to be nice to everyone so i mean okay i have this theory Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you could find a lot of um, other similar people writing about this and it's that we differentiate ourselves on these, you know, obvious differences just because of... Okay, again, it's one of those things that sound obvious once you say it, but <laughs> I guess we differentiate ourselves because we're greedy. Mm-hmm. And by we, I don't mean all of us, but mm-hmm. the people who do, you do it because you have something to gain, not because there are actual legitimate differences between us in terms of race Mm -hmm. like physical differences or intellectual differences but we do it because we want advantages over other people we want to justify putting other people down putting them in unhealthy neighborhoods letting people starve denying people the right to study at the same high quality level as you we need we feel the need to put other people down because we want to feel higher you know it's crazy this is why we can't have nice things and by yeah, we, because, I mean, like, thanks to those people, we're the victims. Yeah. And the scariest thing about racism, I think, is COVID racism. The hidden, not obvious, 
racism. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about race, like hidden racism, is that some people won't even realize it's a problem. And when you don't realize it's a problem, you won't actively try to solve the problem. You might even start defending it. You will say things like, don't be so sensitive. There's no problem here, but there's actually a problem. Yeah. You know, like, which is so common with racial slurs. It's like, stop being so sensitive about everything. Stop making everything so negative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, we didn't make things negative. The racial slur itself was made to be negative. We're just calling it out. Yeah. Sorry, can you hear the fireworks? Yes. Happy Chinese New Year, everyone. <laughs> Happy Chinese New Year. Um, yeah. I, I know the whole idea of racism. Like, you wouldn't want someone to be treated that way. Like, you wouldn't want yourself to be treated that way. And why is it suddenly okay for someone else to be treated the same way? Like, if you were in that situation, right? Let's say you are, you have the upper hand, right? You have the privilege of being at the upper hand. If you were there, you wouldn't like it one bit. And why are you suddenly okay that other people are facing that type of struggle? Well, that's the thing. Like, you see, well, I saw this video on TikTok today and it was basically a Karen, you know, a typical white entitled privileged woman talking to somebody with a lot of attitude. And when he started... Ooh, I saw that. I saw that. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. When, when he started <laughs> he started basically mimicking her and her style of voice. She got so mad. She, you know, she, she, just, she was like, I don't like your attitude. And he was like, I don't like yours, Karen. Yeah. And it was so obvious that when you treat these people the same way they treat you suddenly it's a problem which means that they know part of them knows it's bad yeah but i don't know they're they so still disconnected continue to do it like why they're so disconnected dude i don't know the psychology of hatred but there's clearly a disconnect between what they believe and what they do because part of them believes and yeah. knows to be treated bad sucks because they don't like it when it happens to them but yeah. you know they justify it when they do it to others it was so crazy like in that video everyone was like yeah he matched her energy and she couldn't take it but there was one nope. person that was like if that was y'all's mamas you wouldn't be okay like uh, you're missing yeah, the I wouldn't point be okay <laughs> i wouldn't be okay with any of the people i love acting like that i would call them out and say stop yeah like, really, the, this, the problem isn't about that person being your mom. It's about the fact that that person is acting that way. And yeah. when she's being faced with what she's been putting out, she's suddenly going to get all defensive. Like, you guys are using compassion for the wrong person. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Use that compassionate energy you seem to have for racist for the people who are actually <laughs> suffering from racism. Exactly. That's on period. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok's okay, getting to me. Next episode, TikTok University. I'd say honestly, I'd say I yep. learned a lot of stuff from TikTok. Yeah, that's not gonna it. lie. Yes, coming to you soon. Okay, I think which brings us to a really good point about you know what do you do if you encounter a racist, or you are a racist, or you mm -hmm. know a racist. First off, like good job identifying that. It's not always easy to kind of identify yourself being a racist, especially. Or your closest family or friends. Yeah. You know, like in Harry Potter, where Dumbledore... Okay, I'm sorry, this is a spoiler. Skip to the next 10 seconds. If you've never seen the first Harry Potter movie or read the book, but at the end of the first movie, Dumbledore awards Neville Longbottom with some points because he basically says, it takes a great deal of courage to stand up to your enemies, but even more to stand up to your friends. And I feel like that is so true. Yeah. It's so difficult to tell people you're closest to mm -hmm. that, hey, you're kind of being a bad person here. Yeah. Like, they deserve to hear it more than anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I took a test, actually, today. 
um, test? like a personality test. Oh. Um, and one of the questions was that if, let's say, your friend is confiding in you and despite them having the problem, it was actually their fault in the end. What, what mm. do you do? And one of it was like, I'll tell them. And the other one was, oh, I'm not going to tell them because I'm scared they're going to feel upset with me. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, I get everyone has different personalities, but yeah. if someone is wrong, you should tell them they're wrong. And it really depends on how you say it. Because yeah. there's always, I believe this so strongly, there's mm-hmm. always a nicer way to say something. Yeah. Like you don't have to shout at them and be like, no, what you did is so wrong, <laughs> you're stupid. But just tell them nicely and they'd appreciate it. Unless they become a violent racist, in which case you probably should shout and yeah. slap some sense into them. Yeah, like cut what? them out of your life. Like if, if they don't change, you did your if part. If all else fails. Yeah, yeah you're, not re- you're not 100% responsible mm-hmm. for what this one person does. They are always responsible. True. But yeah, okay, so to the actual steps of Mm-mm. how to stop being a casual racist. Yes, do share. Yeah, thanks to um, the, the loud Asians. On Instagram, which we will tag in our resource card coming soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Number one is to quit generalizing stereotypes. So don't categorically group characteristics to a certain race, Mm -hmm. which is basically the essence of being a racist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if it is a negative connotation to their race, Mm -hmm. if there's something, if there's a negative consequence of attaching race to a situation Mm -hmm. or a characteristic, don't just don't do it. Yeah. Like even like those backhanded compliments. Like, oh my god, you're so you're so articulate for insert race here. Like, am am I supposed to feel good about that? Like, oh you're so pretty, even though you're Indian. Like, huh? I'm sorry, say that again? <laughs> People actually say that though. It, yeah, they do. Or it's things crazy. Like, that. like am, am I supposed to be like, oh my god thank you yeah i know the rest of my race aren't that good looking but it's so it means so much to me (laughs) that you think i i'm an exception different (laughs) like what yeah cut that out Mm -mm. and well number two is if you couldn't have guessed already is to stop using racial slurs again a list will be shared Mm -hmm. there's even a wikipedia page which we will also link of all the racial slurs so maybe you could I know, do what you want in your free time, but have a look. It might benefit (laughs) you. Share it with your friends. Okay, and the next one is just because you didn't intend to be racist, it doesn't mean you were racist. Just like how... Such a good one. Yeah, just like how when you didn't intend to hurt someone's feelings, yet they get hurt, it doesn't mean you didn't hurt their feelings. Yeah. And I don't want to hear any of that, oh, I'm sorry you felt that way. <laughs> it doesn't work in that sense, and it doesn't work here either. Especially with racism, if somebody says, you've hurt me and you've made a wrong statement about my race, mm-hmm. then you need to take them seriously. Yeah, intention is not everything, you guys. Oh, but I have a really good example of where that wouldn't apply. So, Ooh, okay. some Do people share. think that melee, M-E-L-E-I, is a racial slur. And here is a brief explanation as to why it is not. So remember how racism is race plus prejudice plus power, you know, power mm-hmm. imbalance. So to call somebody a melee, melee, you know, <laughs> basically... Yeah, I like how we don't even know how to say it. Is yeah, this... I don't know. Melee, melee. <laughs> and it refers to usually bigoted, misogynistic, Malay people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so although it does use the elements of race 
and potentially prejudice, although I've not seen it used against like all Malay groups. Like it yeah. usually is tended to... I haven't really seen it used incorrectly. Yeah, it does usually target people who have been hateful. Yeah. Incorrectly hateful towards a certain group of people, right? And mm-hmm. here's the key thing. Um, Malay, Malays are not systematically disadvantaged on the basis of their race. Mm-hmm. Made especially true by Bumi Putra rights. Yeah. So in our laws, we have a lot of special advantages for our Malay community. Mm-hmm. And, therefore, and also for like the indigenous community. Which is yeah. really debatable because yeah. their land is constantly being stolen away and deforested yeah. for the sake of development of the wealthy. But more on that another time. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's the same way calling a white person a mayonnaise cracker. It's like, yeah, although you are using race and a little bit of prejudice potentially against a white person, you are not flipping the power advantage just by calling them that name. Mm -hmm. They are not suddenly the group that becomes disadvantaged economically, environmentally. Um, They are not the ones being discriminated in healthcare. They're not the Mm -hmm. ones being murdered in police departments similarly in malaysia yeah malays still get a huge amount of advantages and calling them melee because they are hateful to the ones who are hateful doesn't disadvantage them in any way it just calls them out for their arrogant rude discriminatory behavior so that is why melee is not racist very nice that's a very good example yeah because you're not disadvantaging <laughs> them so what is the problem yeah we're just calling you out and you can't take it Ooh. <laughs> oh snap <laughs> <laughs> okay (laughs) okay and the next one is stop trying to justify how you're not racist oh yeah and this is especially obvious when someone says but in the (laughs) sentence Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i mean there's an age-old argument where like oh i'm friends with i know like i'm friends with indian people i'm friends with chinese people i'm friends with black people so that doesn't make me racist like it does. Um, I mean, it can. It does. Yeah. Like it says, friends is not synonymous with being allies. Mm-hmm. Just the way that, like... Very loud and clear. Just because someone is your friend doesn't mean they're good to you, for example. Like you could have a friend oh my who is God, bad. Yeah. Like, like we, we talked about that. We talked about that. <laughs> or like with parents, just because they're, their par- they're your parents doesn't mean they don't harm you. Mm-hmm. The status of your relationship does not determine whether they're good or bad people. Yeah. Their actions do more than anything. Exactly. And lastly? So the last thing is, if someone else is being racist, advise them in private. So if it's online, drop them a DM. If it's in real life, pull them aside. Because I think the approach that must be made, in most cases, when it's not like a Karen, you know, (laughs) shouting at you, telling you to like go back to your own country or whatever. Um, When it's a mild case, like you should treat it with, kindness especially if the person doesn't know yeah like some people actually just don't know so imagine somebody makes a mistake because they have never heard about it Mm -hmm. or they've never been exposed to things like maybe your grandmother who's never read articles or learned about racism you know like yeah um who uses it innocently because it's just been a habit not necessarily because they want to be hateful Mm -hmm. in that case yeah like use your own judgment give them a private message or conversation yeah advise them with compassion you know yeah but i think it's also important to know that you know don't always do that people i think use that excuse because it might be an asian thing where we want to be respectful to others we want to be private mm-hmm. we don't have big confrontational blowouts between ourselves when they don't deserve it 
Yeah. Like we're like, oh, we don't hurt their feelings. But sometimes you do have to be open about it. Mm-hmm. You do have to call people out publicly because you need others to see that this is not okay. Yeah. Sometimes private conversations aren't good enough. Totally agree. Like you need to show others. So again, like like you said earlier, it depends on your own judgment, what you feel is right at the time. Mm-hmm. Just don't you know best. Yeah, don't use either as an excuse. You know, like don't use I want to be respectful as an excuse because you're scared mm. to confront somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I want to be nice. And then you like never end up confronting them. Like don't do that. Yeah. You still need but to confront at them. At the end of the day, if you've tried and it still doesn't work out, that's fine. You've done the best you can. And sometimes it just takes harder for some people to be advised and mm-hmm. maybe they just need other people to advise them. Yeah, it doesn't have, more to, times. have to be you who changes their yeah. life. Yeah. Just even you trying to call them out for what they said is great. Yeah. Yeah. So you shouldn't give up on others. Yeah, you shouldn't give up on others. But as we've addressed yeah. in our relationship episodes that there comes a time where you draw a line of responsibility oh, yeah. in another person's mm-hmm. actions or behaviors. Yeah. Like you don't have to change this person. Yeah, there's a time where you need to walk away. So just because this one person didn't, you know, necessarily change, it doesn't mean you shouldn't go on to help and change other people and, along the way. Yeah, and sometimes leaving is taking a stand, like cutting off your relationship. Like you don't have to spend your life trying to educate people who are committed to misunderstanding. True. You can just walk away. Um, that is also a form of action, cutting off ties mm-hmm. with bad people, refusing to support them. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. So I guess that concludes this first episode, our racism 101. Mm-hmm. You know, like if there's anything I would say is the most important takeaway is that make sure you are actively being anti-racist because, you know, with all these secret hidden racist forms, it's not enough mm-hmm. to sit on your butt and think everything's fine. Yeah. The work is like never done and you have mm-hmm. to constantly be working at it Mm -hmm. like being not racist and being anti-racist are two different things Mm -hmm. because if you're just not racist then all these secret hidden racisms get to continue and they will still Mm -hmm. hurt other people so that's why you have to be actively anti-racist yes exactly i think that's all we've got yeah we can kind of wrap it up for this episode thanks for tuning in thanks for pressing play and we'll see you next time